Alright folks, how you doing? Russell with the True Results 303 Podcast. Once again, I want to thank you greatly for tuning in. Your time is valuable. You're spending it with me. And I appreciate it. Hopefully you are learning something and you can apply it to your life. So once again, don't forget to visit the website, trueresults303.com. T-R-U-R-E-S-U-L-T-S-303. Sign up for the newsletter. Also got a couple free downloads there for you that will hopefully help you on this journey. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, True Results 303, for, of course, videos on similar topics. Some of them might be what these podcasts are about, but a little bit more in depth. And, of course, exercise videos, how to perform exercises correctly so you are not injuring yourself or using exercise as a healing process. And then once again, I also have some recipes when I go into the kitchen and um, try to cook. You know, nutrition's big. That's what episode 4 and 4.5 were about. This is episode 5. And once again, I just want to say thank you. And please let someone around you know that this information is available. Don't forget, you can also check us out on Facebook, True Results 303. Or my personal... Russell Werner II, II, Roman numerals. So this one is going to be the spiritual journey, right? This is mind, body, spirit, fitness. So we've got to go into a little depth on all three of them. We did exercise, we did nutrition, now we're on spirituality. And once again, like I always say, it's take what's best for you, tweak it. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. Excuse me. There's nothing new under the sun, right? You just got to be able to reinvent that wheel and use what's best for you. Throw the rest away, right? That's what I'm always going to tell you. Throw the rest away. Use what's best for you. Throw the rest away. You got to be able to listen and, you know, and not be afraid to see someone else's point of view because you're always going to find a little tidbit of information that's going to help you, all right? And we all know that I am Christian Catholic. Catholic Christian, however you want to say it. So, of course, it might be geared a little bit towards, you know, more towards Christianity. But once again, you're going to be able to use it all in your life. But for me, I'm just going to use Christian prayer, biblical reading, you know, ways to adjust it to hopefully better suit you. So, first, let's talk about why spirituality is so important or prayer, because, you know, a big part of this podcast is going to be about prayer and meditation. Like I said, or meditation, whatever whatever your preference is. So why should we pray? Why should we meditate? And I'm going to start with my Knights of Columbus book. I'm a member of the Knights of Columbus. And I heard this in here today. I was reading it. I'm a few days behind. But I thought this was good. Prayer is like the turning on of an electric switch. It does not create the current. It simply provides the channel through which the electric current may flow. And that's a quote from Max Hindel. M-A-X-H-A-N-D-E-L. So I think that's very, you know, I think that's a good quote. Something to ponder, something to think about. And then next, the reason why prayer and meditation is very valuable is because it's a time for your mind to calm down. You know, I think I mentioned this in one of the other podcasts, but if you're like me, 
I hate to say it, you're kind of a workaholic, right? That's why I started doing the podcast, of course, to try to get my name out there more, but it's just something to fill my time with, um, with all the you know YouTube videos, exercising. Um, I got a marketing plan or uh, marketing class that I purchased, so I'm trying to do that. Then I'm trying to do the podcast. Then I'm exercising. Then I'm trying to write eBooks, and I'm working two jobs. All this craziness. Um, we never have time to relax, to calm down, shut off the world, and let our mind declutter. And I think the best example that I've ever heard, and like I said, I might have mentioned this before, is if you have a computer, if you have too much junk files, too much crap on it, you know, the computer starts to perform worse and worse and worse and worse. Then you have to go take it in. Someone needs to check it out, delete a bunch of files. You see it on your phone all the time. You know, you can't download something on your phone or a new app because you have too much crap on there that you don't use. Same thing goes with our mind. Remember, we are the most complex organism, computer, instrument, whatever you want to call it, ever known, that we know of, right? So we have to do the same thing. If a, if a small little piece of right here, you know, little computer I have right here needs to be cleaned of all the garbage, same with us. Right? We know that in when I talked about nutrition and detoxing. If the body needs to detox, detoxify itself, the brain needs to detoxify itself. Get all the crap and the junk files that are, have stored up. Right? That's why they say they even say the, you know, the unconscious mind is always bringing in all these different things. That's why sometimes you can leave a place or leave an area and you might not have even known it, but you are picking up different signals throughout the room, the environment, and then you can leave somewhere and something pops into your head and you're like, how did I even know that? I don't even, how do I remember that? And it's just because the subconscious was picking up all these different signs. That's why they talk about subliminal messages and all these things. The mind is more powerful than you think and we have to declutter it just like we do a computer, our phones, any electronic. We need to do the same. Okay? So, now I'm going to start with this. I hope I don't lose you guys. I hope nobody gets offended. But I'm going to start with the problem of meditation. And once again, it's food for thought. Um, but, you know, this is uh, from a Christian point of view. Why meditation is is uh, is difficult. Because we have meditation as Christians too. But it's a different form of meditation. Because the, the, the books on Buddhism or, you know, a book on Buddha's life that I have read, it's about clearing your mind, right? Just being silent. You want to be, you want to uh, not think of anything. You want to empty yourself, right? And I, I made this video actually on YouTube and a gentleman, whoever he was, I can't remember, kind of bashed me in the comment box. And you know how it is sometimes when you're not ready for the you know, for the comment, for the debate, sometimes you're not on top of your game. Um, but here's the problem with emptying yourself. The problem with emptying yourself is once you are empty, anything can enter, right? If a cup is empty, I can pour anything I want into that cup, whether it's good or bad, right? Of course, we want water, <laughs> but but some of us tend to, tend to pour some wine or a beer in there, right? Or a mixed drink, which we know is dangerous for us. And that's the same thing when you empty yourself. If you're emptying your mind like that, and we believe in this spiritual world, you can have bad spirits come into your world. You can have good spirits come into your world. So that's the problem with thinking of nothing and being this empty vessel. 
because now, you know, and in the Bible, now I think about it, um, one of Jesus's parables or something that he says is, you know, when you get your house in order, you know, you, you clear the demon out, the spirit out. Once you get your house, house in order, the one spirit comes in and looks. Next thing you knew, know, he goes back and now that everything's nice and clean, he gets seven more spirits and then they all come and take over. So we just got to be careful with this concept of emptying yourself and making sure that you are doing and meditating in a proper way. And to tell you the truth, I haven't done much research on that. But like I always say, this is just information. Do your own research. And make sure you're just doing what's best for you. Next thing is there's always going to say like we want to be enlightened. right? Buddha reached enlightenment. And once again, I'm not saying Buddhism is bad. Like I said, I've read books on them. You know, I know non-Catholic preachers. I had one as a client. And when he's at his Christian church, he says he talks about the values of Buddhism and Hinduism. You know, so there are, you know, we accept these. I, we have, you know, I, Buddha has great things to say. I'm, I'm on, I want to read more books. It's just right now I got a lot of stuff going on. <clears throat> but I'm never going to bash these other religions. I Yes, I do believe Christianity and Jesus is, is the way and the truth. But hey, you know, like I said, we always need to be able to, we need to unify as um, spiritual beings, you know, because like I said, I'm sure I can have a great conversation with a Buddhist and we will learn great things from each other. Um, but the problem with enlightenment, if you go biblical, once again, folks, is what did Adam and Eve do? They ate from the tree of knowledge to become enlightened. Then they were enlightened and then what happened? They were enlightened and all of a sudden they saw they were ashamed, uh, naked, so they were ashamed and they hid from God, right? So, like I said, it's not forcing these things. God will reveal these things to you when he when you're ready. You know, it's like they say with a lot of people that win the lottery. You know, they can win $100 million, and unfortunately for a lot of them, within five years, they're broke. And that's because they weren't ready for it. And that's why when people say, well, God didn't give me this, God didn't give me that, you've got to understand that God can't give you everything that he wants. It's a journey, and You've got to wait until you're ready for that next step. So the question is, are you preparing yourself for that next step? Are you living the lifestyle? That's what it's about. Same thing with your health, right? You're not going to be this, you know, six-pack stud and ripped and shredded and whatever you want to do when you don't have your, your ducks in a row, as they say, right? Same thing comes to the spiritual world. Same thing comes with success. You know, same thing with a baby. At the beginning, they just lay there. Then they start crawling. Then they stand up and then they fall. Then they stand up and they fall. Next thing you know, they're walking. Next thing you know, they're running. Then we're playing sports, okay? It's the same thing with the, with the spiritual journey. So then, you know, so then the biggest thing or the easiest thing out there is would be the prayer of Acts. A-C-T-S. The prayer of Acts. And you can just do this in how, you know, however long. You can make this a five-minute prayer. You can do whatever you want. It's going to be a, adoration, and this is just praise to God, right? You are holy, you are wondrous, you are all-knowing, all all-powerful, whatever you want to say to him, right? Next is going to be confession. This is the big one, confession. Just what have you done wrong? You've got to remember, the, the, the greatest gift that you can give yourself is understanding where you fall short. What are your struggles? What are you struggling with? Because if we don't know the problem, how can we solve the problem? 
right? So what are your downfalls? Where are you struggling in your spiritual life? You need to be honest with yourself. Next is going to be thanksgiving. Thanking God for what you have, right? When you listen to any podcast, you read any self-help book, they're always going to say, you need to make a list of gratitude, things that you are grateful for in your life. Because the world's so negative, and then we get stuck in this negative mindset that we forget what things we, you know, we can be grateful for or thankful for, you know. Especially here in the the United States, you know, or even you could say Canada, uh, you know, England, wherever, you know, these first world countries to where we have running water, we have food in abundance, you know, we have all these things. These are the simple things in life that a lot of people don't have, and we. We need to forget, you know, that's why one of my favorite prayers that I say sometimes is, you know, Lord, I just want to thank you for, you know, for the, you know, the simple things in life, clean water, food, clothes on my, clothing on my back, you know, a shelter over my head, clean air to breathe as well, as clean as we can get it if you're a chemtrail believer. But, you know, these simple things in life, friendships, family. These are the things that we should really be grateful for because a lot of people on this world don't have these to these so-called luxuries when in reality, you know, in, in reality, it's basic necessities, you know, so it's just finding things that you can be grateful for. And then you can go with supplication. If I remember right, it's just, you know, you can ask for help in certain areas. You can ask for, um, you know, whatever you want. And I think the greatest thing we need to understand, and I've been trying to do it a lot more lately, is, you know, somewhere in the Bible, I wish I just knew the Bible more, to tell you the truth. I wish I could quote it. And and I'm horrible at that. I'm, I'm trying to get better at it. But, you know, they always say, God always knows what you need. Like, God knows what you need. You don't have to tell God. God knows what you need. So I think we need to understand that when we're praying, and Jesus says this all the time, you pray for others. You know, and that's why in the Catholic Church we have the communion of saints and people are like, you worship saints. We don't worship saints. We ask saints to pray for us. Right? So I'll be a quick example. I've done this in videos before, but it's like the Hail Mary. A lot of people get confused that Catholics believe in worshiping Mary. But when it comes down to it, the, the prayer is, Hail Mary full of grace. The Lord is with thee. That was what the angel said to her when he said, hey, you're going to conceive a child. You're going to name him Jesus. That's in Luke whatever. Luke 3 something. Hail Mary full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. That's a paragraph later in Luke where he meets, she meets Elizabeth. And John the Baptist leaps in, his, in her womb. And then at the end, it's Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So we're asking her to pray for us, right? That's what it's truly about. So we need to pray for others. Pray for others to to, uh, overcome their difficulties and their struggles in life, right? That's what we need to do. God already knows what you want. If you're living the lifestyle and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, (laughs) he's going to give you what you want, what you need. Let's start to pray for others. That's the big thing. God already knows what we want, you know, and that's that, that's that same thing, it's that selfishness, we're all selfish, I'm selfish in my own ways, right, we're all selfish, just, just fess up, you know, that's the part of that confession, 
selfish. Lord, forgive me for being selfish, for not putting others first, because that's what it's truly about. Um, so once again, let's let's try that. Let's anytime you want to pray, don't. It's not Lord, pray for me to get this job. Lord, pray that I can make more money. It's <clears throat> help someone in your life that's struggling. You know, and I mentioned this before in the in the nutrition podcast, which is funny. It's about talking to your family, talking to your loved ones, knowing what's going on in their life so you can pray for them. Right? What can you pray for them to accomplish or to make their lives better? That's what it's about, praying for others. So let's try to do that. All right, let's try to do that. Next I'm going to go with and like I said this is <clears throat> this is going to be the meditation aspect cuz my priest says this a lot. He's like, "You know what? Sometimes when you we as Catholics, we just love to talk." And he and this is what I think he even said in the mass. He's like, "You know what? We need to just shut up and listen to God. Shut up and listen to God." <clears throat> so it could be ask him a question, you know, even though I just talked about praying for others, but ask him the question and then sit in silence and see if he speaks to you about it. You know, I've heard it said best, and it's even in the Bible, though. Um, I think it was in Job. I would, like I said, I wish I knew these quotes better, this scripture better. But, you know, where there's one where, um, it's not Job now that I think about it. But there's one where, you know, this guy, there's a there's an earthquake, and there's a thunderstorm, and there's fire, and there's all this craziness going on. And then finally, when everything calms down, God whispers to him. Same thing we're talking about, just being silent, hearing the word of God. You know, with so much, you know, have you ever been to a bar? It's funny when you go to a bar, you go just go to a family party in general. And I notice this now that I don't, I don't drink. Oh, now I'm having a beer every now and then. I'm not going to lie. I had one beer last night. But, you know, I think it's anything. Let's put it this way. I was going to, I was going to use a different example, but I'm going to use this example instead. You know, you're never going to get your point across, right? Especially if you're like a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. You're never going to get your point across by trying to yell over the other person, right? You have to be silent and you have to listen to them. And then you can have your rebuttal, right? It's called a conversation, right? You can't yell over the other person. So God's not going to do that in a world where there's so much outside interference. God isn't going to sit there and try to yell over the next person. He's going to wait his turn. And his turn means when you sit down in prayer, you sit down and come to him. And when you decide to be quiet and you decide to stop talking and you decide to stop trying to be the boss, God will say, hey, this is what I want for you. This is how you're going to be happy. Right? So God's not going to try to shout and be the louder one over the earth. Right? So... Listening to God. Ask a question. Be silent. See what he's going to say. He's not going to try to overpower anything else. Right? Another one that I've been doing lately is write your own prayers. You know, we as Catholics, we have the communion of saints. There's prayers for days. There are prayers for days if you're in the Catholic Church. Yeah, I got a whole book on a book on praying for the dead, if I remember correctly. Prayers for the dead. Write your own prayers. I will... You know, write your own prayers. I'm doing that right now. I might start posting them to the the website. Write your own prayers. It'll be a great thing for you. Next is reading a spiritual book. For me, it's going to be 
the Bible, of course. And we have all these different, um, like I said, we got all these saints. We've got so much literature from Catholic saints. And it's a beautiful thing. But, of course, the Bible is always going to be the number one thing. And I've always heard, uh, I think it was Father Larry Richards, and you know, and if you don't read the Bible like it's Russian roulette, right? So I got my Bible here. You're not just going to go like this. Right there. You know what I just did, right? You flip through it. You start at the front of the book and stop and read that. I mean, you can. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but sometimes you're not going to get your answer, you know. And that's what we got to understand a lot of the time. With this prayer and this meditation, sometimes you're not going to see the effects right away. Just like health and fitness, right? We need to get the routine going and you'll see, and then eventually you'll get results. And it's going to be the same thing with prayer and meditation. Sometimes it's going to feel like, man, this just isn't working. It's not helping. I'm not getting the results I want to get. And that's fine. Just remember, it's going to come. Right, it's the same thing with if you start if you start to declutter, if you start to detoxify, you're gonna start to see results. And sometimes it's just the peace of mind at that time. I heard a priest say it best. Um, I think I heard a priest say it, or it might have just been a con- I, I read it in a book. You know, sometimes when you go to church or you go to for us it's mass, but for you if it's service, if it's whatever, um, and you just don't feel it right, like man, I didn't connect. It didn't connect with me. And I think that's why a lot of people leave the Catholic Church. They don't feel that connection. But you've got to realize, sometimes maybe the message wasn't meant for you. Maybe it was meant for the person sitting next to you. Maybe it was meant for that person over there. Maybe it was meant for that person over there. Uh, but the whole purpose of the uh, for the Catholic Church is to receive the body and blood of Christ. And of course, it's just community. We are our, our communal people, right? We're social beings. So it's just being around people. Being in that presence of God and love together. That's what it's truly about. Sometimes the message wasn't meant for you. And don't get discouraged and just stop going to church. Just stay there. Go you know, go to other churches. See what's going on. But once again, just don't get discouraged. Because sometimes the, the message wasn't meant for you. Right? You're still struggling with your issues in life. And um, eventually once you start to get it right, God's going to guide you where you need to be. But right now, it's not your time, and that message was meant for someone else. And once again, like I said, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. So if your neighbor, your fellow man is bettering himself in some way, shape, or form, that's going to benefit you or your other neighbor or the world in general. Okay? So never get discouraged. Never get discouraged. And then when it comes to one of the beauties of the Catholic Church is that everybody on the planet reads the same readings every day. We we have mass every single day. The church has church. The Catholic Church has church every single day. All right? It's usually like only in the morning, you know, but it has church every single day. So, if you're Catholic, you can let the church guide you. Right? They have like a a 3 or a 7-year cycle where you will hear, you know, these certain readings, then after three years or seven years, whatever cycle you're on, it'll cycle itself back and it starts over again. So if you were to go to Mass every single day 
for that three years, if, if your church is on the three-year cycle, in three years you would have, from what I understand, have heard the entire Bible in three years. You would have read the entire Bible three years. So you can find you a Catholic um, study Bible or just a daily reading app, right? So I've got one on my phone. It's Laudate, L-A-U-D-A-T-E. There's Living with Christ. There's a bunch of other ones. Just just uh, go into your app store and type in daily mass readings. You would have to put mass even if you are not Catholic because we have the mass. It's not a service. It's a mass. Um, so something along those lines. Or just find something. I have a book right here. Um, oh, I don't have it here. I must have took it when I cleaned. Um, Jesus Calling or whatever. It's a 365-day reading. That's kind of what the Knights of Columbus book is that I read at the beginning. When you join the Knights of Columbus, they gave me this book, and it's a daily reading for every single day of the year. Right? So finding something that you can read every single day. And the next thing is, we've got to remember, and I'm guilty of this, everybody's guilty of this in our society. We are a society of one-liners, right? Those little zingers from that 70s show, uh, what did they used to say? Burned or whatever is what Ashton Kutcher used to say. Um, you know, or even with all what we, that show, Yo, Your Mama, is that what that show used to be? You know, it's just a one line. It's a punchline. And that's the unfortunate thing with society today. Twitter, 140 characters, right? It's just how simple can it be? And we hear these quotes. We hear these great things. When you're reading the Bible, you stumble across this great scripture passage and you just read it. Oh, that was cool. And then you keep going, you know, and that's what I've heard before too. It's, it's not about reading the Bible from cover to cover. That's your ego talking. If you, I've read the Bible cover to cover five times, blah, 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 right? That's your ego talking. But do you understand what the Bible's trying to say? That's what we need to understand. So it could be you pick up the Bible and you read three sentences and one of those sentences is like, wow, that's amazing. But then we just continue to keep reading. To tell you the truth, set the Bible down. Don't read it anymore and just focus on that passage, that word, or whatever spiritual book you're using. A book on Buddha, a book on Proverbs, a book on whatever, the Quran. I don't care what your book is. That one, you know, when you read and then you connect with something, close the book, sit there. This is prayer time. Meditate on that verse. What does it truly mean? How can you apply it to your life? How is this going to help you? How is this going to help others? How is this going to make the world a better place? Now you're truly starting to grow with the word of God, with this, you know, with the lessons that life is trying to teach you. And once you can actually understand and comprehend this passage of whatever book you're reading, now you have the ability to put it into action, right? That's the beauty of prayer. That's the beauty of meditation, being able to do it and apply it, right? It's like they say, it's a, uh, it's not about knowledge, it's about wisdom. I used this quote when I was talking to my nephew the other week who's about to go in the army. You know, it's like there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. You want to be wise. Knowledge means nothing. Knowledge, wisdom is knowledge applied, right? Or knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting a tomato in a fruit salad. But I wouldn't mind that because I, I uh, eat a lot of weird things. But 
little concepts like that for you, all right? And then the next one is for, for spiritual people, um, it's not about, you know, people say, I can just follow my conscience. Well, I'm sorry. I have a, you know, in my mind, some pretty horrific thoughts every once in a while. I just pops in my head. It's like, dang, where did that come from? That's horrible, you know? And that's why sometimes we can't just go off of our conscience. That's why we have, I think it's St. Augustine. I wish I, I should know this because I just went to a two-weekend, two-day uh, retreat like a month or so ago, but it's that discernment. And it's thinking, you know, something comes, should I do this? Should I do that? It's a pros and cons list. Is this only going to better me? Is this only going to be, you know, is this going to be, better the society, everybody? And it's making that pros and cons list. And that's why you can't trust your conscience all the time. Because when you, uh, you know, that's why you can't just trust a thought. You have to really zone in. And like I said, with the, the confession, that's that same thing. That's like discernment. It's understanding what the real outcome is going to be if you proceed with whatever you are thinking. There are always going to be consequences for our actions. So we need to be careful and we have to truly process and try to see the long run. You know, the end point and is whatever you're about to participate in, is it going to work? This is what I told my, my nephew when I was talking to him that day's 20, 30 minute conversation. And I asked him, when you finish anything in your life, when you wake up in the morning, you know, when you go to do this, whatever you're participating in, at the end of that activity, the only question you should ask yourself is, did this make me a better person? And if you can honestly answer yourself and say no, then you need to make some lifestyle changes. If you can tell yourself yes, then continue with that activity. You know, a lot of people will tell me now, it's like, <clears throat> all my friends, we're big roller hockey players, right? Because the Avalanche, when they came here in 96 or whatever, they started winning championships. You know, that was the first time Colorado had seen a championship in forever. And I got big into hockey. Before that, I was a football player, basketball player, baseball player, uh, but once I met hockey, I stopped playing all sports. Um, and then, of course, roller hockey, you know, the Avs started sucking, personally, and, you know, not playing very well. So roller hockey took a dive, and then everybody had to switch to ice hockey. And all my friends tried to get me to play ice hockey, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want to play anymore. Um, but, you know, it's, it's that same concept for me. Does it make me a better person? To tell you the truth, I'm a very competitive person. I've gotten... I played on a team, right? I just I just did a drop in. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna sign up in the what do they call it, the draft or whatever. And they just threw me on a team, I think. And there was this young punk, you know. Um, he ended up being our goalie. Just that day, he didn't want to play goalie. He was decent, um, but one game he was yelling at me. He was kind of talking crap, you know. He's on my team. I didn't even know the kid, and uh, I can't even remember what we were arguing about. But I scored five goals that game. And I was talking crap. I think it because he was a puck hog and I was telling him to pass the puck. I'm a, I like to pass the puck a lot and be a team player now that I'm older. Of course, I took a bunch of years off in between there because uh, I was partying too much. So I kind of lost some of my offensive skill. So I started becoming more of a team player. You got to learn the game then because you lost your skill. Uh, but that game, I scored five goals. I score one. I go over the bench and you know how you like that punk? Go off, score another one. What now? Go out, score another, you know, just acting, just acting ridiculous myself. And then the next game, he was, he came up to me, he's like, you know, I'm sorry, dude, we need to kind of squash this, we're on the same team, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, whatever, that's cool. But I'm so competitive 
that I become angry when things don't work out and we don't win, you know, and I don't want to be that way. So for me, it's like, I just don't want to play hockey anymore, especially since I try to stay in shape. Nobody else I know works out. So it's like for them, going to a hockey game is their workout. And it's like, I work out three, four, five times a week and stay in shape. The last thing I want to do is come out here while y'all are, you know, slow out of shape trying to play hockey. So for me, unfortunately, playing sports nowadays, since I'm, I have those anger issues that I'm trying to work on, um, and I got better towards the end. But, you know, it just doesn't put me in a positive place. So, I don't play. <clears throat> so, that's where I came up, you know, and that's why it's like, well, hey, by the time I get done, my teammates hate me. I'm yelling at everybody. I'm frustrated because we lost. It doesn't make me a better person. Playing hockey does not make me a better person. So, I stopped playing hockey. All right, let's see where I'm at. I got my little board here. Next one I'm going to say, this is the big thing with people that just want to be spiritual. It's the main concept. The first commandment is, thou shalt have no God but other than me, or whatever. See, I can't even quote the commandments right. And it's, so the biggest concept is, you're not God. That's the biggest concept. You're not God. Um, at least with a capital G, right? That's what I've heard. You're not God with a capital G. You're the little G. You're the lowercase g God, right? That's what you are. You're not the ultimate God. Because in the Bible, Jesus says, you know, you will do greater things than I. That's what he tells his apostles. You will do greater things than I. You know, I no longer call you, uh, how does he say it? I can't remember how he says it, but he says, now I call you brother and sister. Right? So he puts him. he puts us on that same level as him. Because he gave us the Spirit. He gave us the Holy Spirit to guide us. So we are little gods. Little lowercase g gods. But you are not the ultimate God. So we've got to understand that. And I think that's the difficulty um, with some of the spirituality stuff. It's they're, they're trying to make you think that you are God. And I made a video um, you know, on the deception of the self-made man. You know. I didn't create myself. I didn't give birth to myself. My mother gave birth to me. Someone gave me life. Someone gave her life. You know, so we, I am not God. She had to feed me at a certain point. And that's what they say is the beauty about Christianity is that God humbled himself to come to our level so he could truly understand our pains and our struggles and be the ultimate example. So once again, the main thing is, you are not God. I am not God. Um, God has a plan for us. We need to tap into that plan. Okay? So that's the main issue. Because once again, once you get into, like I said, in my opinion, some of these this spirituality stuff out there is, um, you are God. And unfortunately, we are not. We're not capital G-O-D. We are lowercase G-O-D. So we've got to be able to zone in and tune in with God and understand it. Um, I've heard someone say, you know, I think it's more of a spiritual or Eastern philosophy, like there's this big spirit out there or something, uh, the spirit of knowledge of all being, right? And we need to tap into it. We are not it. We need to tap into it. If not, we, we are just ignorant of our of ourselves. And that's why I say we need to, uh, we need to make sure that we... Be open-minded in every aspect. 
kind of like they say, ignorance is bliss. Right? Ignorance is bliss. But if ignorance is bliss, the one thing I know is if you're ignorant, you're not going to get results because, you know, you don't understand anything. That's what ignorance is. And that's even what, um, <clears throat> you know, like a concept of Christianity and Catholicism is, well, if you didn't know it's a sin, then it's not a sin because you didn't know it was a sin. But once we have that knowledge and that wisdom of right and wrong, now is the time where, hey, now you've got to apply it to your life. Then I'm going to go with a quick one here. I made a video called The Evolution of Religion, right? So I'm going to do this quick. I know we're up at the 30, over 30 minutes. <clears throat> Thank you for once again tuning in. I hope this has given you some valuable information. Um, hopefully I can shorten this up real quick. The Evolution of Religion. So in my opinion, you know, God might have just made everything and said, hey, let's see what happens. Let's see what my creature does, right? And we had, and we've had Buddhism, right? The oldest uh, religion. So we had Buddhism and, and God maybe have looked down and was like, man, this Buddha guy's on point. You know, he's doing good. He's killing it down there, man. Um, but there's still not enough, right? And then we came up with uh, paganism, Hinduism, whatever you want to call it, multiple gods. And unfortunately, God was like, well, they're still not getting the point. I am God. There are no other gods. They are angels. They are those, these other multiple gods. They are the angels. They are the demons. Or we had the concept where people want to worship the lake, right? The river, because it gives us life. Water gives us life. The tree gives us shelter, gives us food. Um, but once again, we got to remember, we can't worship the created. We have to worship the creator. So yes, we can learn things from um, creatures, but we can't worship the creature. We must we must worship the creator, right? Um, the next God kind of came in and we had uh, Judaism, right? The, the, the first, I think it's the first, um, dang it, now I can't think of it, monotheism, the one God, right? And then we were on point. God's like, yep, here it is. We got the Ten Commandments. And don't get twisted with the Ten Commandments. Thou shall not, for every thou shall not, there is a, God is telling us, he's not telling us you shall not. What he's telling you is, this is what you do, right? It's like they say, whenever you close a door, another door opens, right? So that's what God's doing with the Ten Commandments. When he says, thou shall not do this, he's telling you, you need to do this. This is what's going to create happiness in your life, right? So that's the same way for every commandment. Thou shall not kill. Why? Because you are to give life. You are to have children. You are to raise others up. You are to this, right? Thou shall keep the Sabbath holy, right? We work so hard. We need a day of rest. No matter what you want to say, we need a day of rest. We need that prayer time. We need that meditation time. We need that time to come to Him. So, and you can do it for all the commandments. You know, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. Why? Because you shouldn't be concerned with what that guy has. Be grateful for what you have and what God's going to give you. <clears throat> all right, sorry, I got off on that little tangent there. Um, but then, of course, then Jesus came about. Right, because the Sadducees and the and the uh, Pharisees and um, the the priests were corrupting it. So God had to come back down as in human form and say, "Hey, this is what we need to do. You have it right, but now you messed it all up, man. You messed it all up for me." And that's where we got the communion of saints. 
right? We have this religion, these other religions of multiple gods, but we have the communion of saints. Jesus came down once again. This is where we've got the God with a capital G. Now we've got the God with the lowercase g. God came down and became equal with us to give us the proper way to live as the living example. Let's see where else I was going with that. I had a lot on that video, but I've been talking for so long now. I'm kind of brained out here. But there we go. I'm just going to leave it at that. That vid Go to the YouTube channel and look up the evolution of religion. There's a lot more in there, but like I said, I'm starting to fatigue out here. And then the next one is, is just why you should consider Christianity, Catholicism. Why? Um, you know, it just depends on your beliefs. When I hear a lot of people in their conversion stories, any atheists at least, they will say, I converted to Catholicism or became a Catholic because it's the only church that is so pro-life and uh, you know against abortion, contraception, all these things, and nowhere else in the world do you get all of that. So I decided I needed to become Catholic. You know, and then the next thing is, is I've always heard is, to know if you are a true Christian is, even if it came out today that Jesus was fake, there was no God, if somehow science could prove that, would you still be a Christian? And that's why I think um, that, like I said, being with the rules and the beliefs of the Catholic Church, I think I could truly say, even if, came out tomorrow that there was no God, I would still be Catholic just because of the teachings of the church and the lifestyle that they expect you to live. I don't think there's any other better way to live than the way that the Catholic church teaches. And once again, I'm not perfect. I have failed greatly in the mission of how to live as a Catholic. I've been horrible at it, but I'm trying I understand it. I understand their teaching. I understand why we should live that way. And I agree with it 100%. And I guess, like I said, that's the truth. Even if we found out tomorrow there was no God, would you still be a Christian? Would you still be a Catholic based on the beliefs? And I can honestly say I would. So, woo, that was a big one. Where are we at? 42 minutes. All right, folks. So I hope that was a lot, you know, I hope that didn't uh, discourage you. I know I'm pretty exhausted just from talking for this amount of time. Um, but once again, I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope it's helping you on your journey. It's opening your mind to new thoughts, new concepts. Once again, always, you can email me, trueresults303 at gmail.com. I also got at yahoo.com. And send me some questions. Send me ideas. What do you want? Send me a, a letter saying how it's helped you, how you hated it. I don't know, you know. And I'll read it on. I'll read it at one of the podcasts. And and you know, it's just going to help me become a better person. Like I said, we've got to be open, and we've always got to be understanding of other people's opinions. So please email me. TrueResults303 at gmail.com. If you're on iTunes, leave a review. I don't have an Apple product, so it's very difficult for me to get on iTunes. 
Like I said, it took me two and a half weeks even to be able to submit this podcast to iTunes. But I finally got it submitted from a friend's house. That's why I'm saying if you leave an iTunes review, I might not see it. But even leave that iTunes review so others, when they're scanning through podcasts, will see it. So there we go. Don't forget to visit the YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the newsletter. And then once again, just let somebody else know that this information is out there. Hopefully it will help them on their journey. Hopefully it will help you on your journey. And once again, stay tuned for the next podcast.